My name is Emily Hines, and I attend Houston City Council meetings and take notes, which I then share with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on August 31st, 2022. First, I will go over the mayor's report in which Mayor Turner brings up notable things that aren't on the agenda. Turner referenced comments made by Reverend Ed Young, senior pastor of Houston's Second Baptist Church. Mr. Young blamed left-wing progressives for making Houston, quote, the most dangerous city in America to live in, a claim that Turner said is simply untrue and only serves to drive fear. Turner invited HPD Chief Finner to make a presentation on crime. Chief Finner said he wants to provide accurate information so community leaders have the right information. He very quickly ran through a lot of numbers that I couldn't keep up with, and he had no visual aid. But he did say that homicide numbers are down 1% from the same time period last year. He then invited Chief Martin to go over crime statistics by district. Chief Martin said HPD is working on a district-based crime mapping tool because right now they only report according to BEAT, which doesn't seem very helpful to council members specifically trying to talk to their constituents. He also explained how percentages work, which is very useful in this context. Here's my attempt at the explanation. If there was one pie stolen from a windowsill in January and two pies stolen from windowsills in February, that means there was a 100% increase in the amount of pies stolen from windowsills, a startling number. Just imagine if there were three pies stolen from windowsills in March, a 200% increase from January pie riots might break loose. The point is, don't depend on percentages only, they can be misleading. I wish the city would take its own advice on this more often and provide more context for the numbers they present to the public. Don't even get me started on the media. Chief Martin went on to outline crime stats district by district with numbers compared to last year. The categories are aggravated assault, human trafficking, kidnapping, murder, robbery, and sexual assault. The basic takeaway is that citywide violent crime is down 10%. In each district, overall violent crime is down, with some categories rising. Martin again emphasized the need to use caution when using percentages to report crime and asked that everyone pay attention to the actual numbers, not just percentages. Councilmember Kamen thanked HPD for their presentation on the facts. She asked if the kidnapping percentages are driven by domestic relationships, like parents taking kids they don't technically have custody of. And Chief Finner said that yes, that is a part of it, but they need to dig deeper. Chief Finner also emphasized the misleading nature of percentages. It was a theme. Councilmember Alcorn asked to see numbers compared to 2019 for historical perspective since the current crime spike started in 2020. Councilmember Huffman hopes that District G will get a police station or storefront soon. She criticized judges who release violent and repeat criminals, those are her words, which she alleges increases crime. Mayor Turner agreed with Huffman, but also blamed the state government for passing House Bill 1927, a.k.a. permitless carry. Police chiefs across the state said that it would increase violent crime, and Turner said that they were right. He said, quote, no one wants to talk about guns, but most of these crimes were committed by people carrying guns. He said, even though we are doing what we can at the local level, we can't stop and start at the local level. It starts at the state level. We have to look at the policies that are driving these crimes, and that includes the state of Texas. He also pointed to the impact COVID-19 had on crime and said, quote, it's still kind of here, which made me shake my damn head. Kind of still here? Anyways. Turner said that Houston is never mentioned when national news outlets talk about crime waves. He also gave credit to council members for their district-specific initiatives like spending money on license plate readers, overtime for cops, and cameras at illegal dumping sites. 
Councilmember Knox spoke about his time on the police force in the 80s, and he said that crime is cyclical and comes in waves. He pushed back on Turner's gun control statements, saying there were more restrictions on guns in the 80s and crime was higher than I did not fact check that. Chief Finner pointed to Hurricane Harvey, followed by COVID-19, as unique factors in Houston's crime wave. He said the criminal justice system in the 80s was better than today and, quote, politics has lost their mind. Councilmember Peck said her constituents constantly complain about crime and think the city should do more, but she said, I really can't think of anything else the city can do. She said the same few people commit crimes in District A, but are repeatedly released from jail on bond. Chief Finner agreed and said, quote, there's a place for them. Lock them up. Councilmember came and expressed concern for the mental health of Houston's police officers and asked how morale is. Chief Finner said that public comments exaggerating crime hurt them. He asked the people to please thank police officers when you see them so they know we feel grateful. Councilmember Jackson thanked HPD for their work, but she emphasized the role that community plays in driving down crime. She mentioned credible messengers and an Occupy Convenience Stores plan, which is exactly what you might imagine. The conversation ended with a standing round of applause for the Houston Police Department. Before moving on, Mayor Turner expressed solidarity with the people experiencing a water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, and flood victims in Pakistan. Houston is coordinating relief efforts for both, and he encouraged everyone to assist however you can if you are able. Next, I'm going to go over some agenda items that popped out to me. Agenda item 9 approved $108,000 to repair a thermal imaging camera for the police department. Agenda item 10 approved spending $740,000 on bomb detection devices for HPD and HFD. Agenda item 12 approved $1.6 million for a third-party professional services vendor to manage the business transformation for outcome-based budgeting. Councilmember Alcorn said this is an important investment to improve the city's reporting and budgeting process. I'll be the judge of that during the budget process next year. Agenda items 17 and 18 approved a lease agreement for a police storefront in Greenspoint until their new facility is built a few years from now. Quote, because the police presence in the community promotes safety and general welfare of residents, employers, employees, and consumers in the district and the public. The monthly rent is $17,000. Agenda item 20 approved $1.4 million for the development of a long-range dredging plan for Lake Houston. Agenda item 24 approved a grant application to the Motor Vehicle Crime Prevention Authority for $1.2 million. The city will match $384,000. If approved, this will be the 31st year the police department receives this grant. Grant funds will be used to cover salaries of investigators on the Houston Auto Crimes Task Force, and they will be used for supplies, travel, and other services. The Houston Auto Crimes Task Force strives to combat auto theft and vehicle burglaries in the Houston area by specializing in crime prevention, proactive crime reduction, and motor vehicle fraud investigations. Agenda Item 25 approved a transformation habitat restoration and coastal resilience. That's a lot of words. $4.9 million grant application from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or the NOAA, if awarded, the NOAA funding will restore riparian habitat within the nine major watersheds located in the city of Houston and will implement an innovative design approach to support resilience efforts of the city in the large-scale urban riparian restoration of all parks adjacent to waterways. Just, I had to look this up, so maybe you would too. Riparian means the area between land and rivers and streams, and this project should help with flooding. 
Do the Katy Prairie next. Stop paving over natural flood retention. Councilmember Popoff. Everyone was in cahoots today to make it a quick meeting because almost everyone passed, except for Councilmember Kamen, who expressed condolences for her chief of staff, who lost their stepfather recently, and Councilmember Evan Shabazz, who just cannot ever pass ever. She talked about some events she went to last week, plugged the Emancipation Avenue reconstruction project, and welcomed a new chief of staff. And that's it for this meeting. Thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. If you are listening to this and you don't support us already, the Patreon is patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. And if you're able, we really appreciate it. You can find resources for this episode, including where to watch city council meetings if you want to tune in and how to find your city council member if you want to send them an email in the show notes. This podcast has music from Joe Wozni. It was produced by Connor Clifton. And that's it. I'm Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. <laughs>